boldness. My name's my name's Phineas Mia, and I and it's great to be back for season 2021. And someone who is back, as usual, is Raphael Club. Hello, Raphael. Yes. Good afternoon. The barologist is at 3CR again after recovering from a very badly broken shoulder. And I've been heavily reliant on public transport for the past three months. I should just point out that the boldness is about grabbing your human rights, not just waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. And as Raphael has alluded to, uh, what's coming up on today's show, Raphael? We are talking with Kerry Cassidy, Executive Officer from the Disability Resources Centre, and before we get into this interview, 3CR is having its annual subscriber drive. And the best reason to subscribe to the 3CR for the boldness is because we bring you local journalism about the stories that count, such as accessible public transport. Now, Kerry, as Executive Officer of Disability Resources Centre. What is actually happening in public transport right now? Right. Well, it's an interesting space. Um, because of COVID, of course, we've not been catching as much public transport over the last year or so as we otherwise would have. But the fact is a lot of us are getting back out into the community and needing to get to places where we want to go. Um, so what's happening in public transport in, I guess, the advocacy space and the things that we're focusing on at the moment is Melbourne trams. Now, you may have heard in um, the most recent state budget that some money has been put aside to purchase some new trams, which is fabulous news. Um, but we want to let people know that at last year, and in fact, it was announced in about October 2020, um, the Auditor General in Victoria did an, an audit of our tram system and they found that only 15% of tram services were actually inclusive, that they're accessible for people with um, perhaps wheelchairs, scooters, other and people with mobility concerns. So 15% um, is pretty poor, we think. So 100 trams over the next four or five years isn't actually going to meet the need. Well, Kerry, is that if it's 15% of trams are accessible, that means 85% are not accessible. That is approximately, there is six times as many trams that are not accessible as there are ones which people with disabilities 
can actually access very easily. Exactly, and that's a lot of tra- that's a lot of trams that go past while you're waiting to f- to get one that's actually accessible. And that's presuming that you're at a stop that's um, level platform, so you can actually enter a tram. So, as an example, um, on the fifty nine tram, there's a lovely super stop. Super stop. I think it's stop number fifty two, and there's a, a fantastic accessible stop there but no low floor trams ever go past. There's no sign to say that you can't get on an accessible tram there. Um, and that's, that's just um, disrespectful really of people who think that they can get on a tram there, but there's actually no hope of a tram coming. Um, the other thing that happens is that trams get put on, the big low floor trams, they hold a lot more people. They get put on tram routes to move more people, the busiest tram routes, and they may not have accessible stops on them. So what one point we want to make is that the timetables need to be maximised so that the low floor trams are running on the tracks where there are accessible stops. So even if there are 30% accessible stops, they're no good if there's no accessible trams that meet those stops. Well, is it, Carrie, on the basis of this information, this Auditor General might be overly optimistic, quoting it would be 15%, that the stop that is accessible, because essentially a tram stop is not accessible if it doesn't have rolling stock on it. And it's one thing to actually say it's 15%, but if it's a accessible tram stop which is a low level same level and there's no trams on it well it basically has to be inaccessible but did the auditor general it's a double barreled question this one okay this one is that let's say we're talking about accessibility now as far as timetables go what about the font size of those the timetables yeah, that's a good point. And, and here's another issue, and that's about the accessibility of information and reliability of information. So if, you, you, if you've actually been able to read the timetable and you're expecting an accessible tram to come, you don't know if there's been a change and that, it, and that the next tram to come is in fact not accessible. Um, and that's something that people talk about a lot, that there's, there's not access at, at a stop that you can go to read in a font that's a size that you can read um, and then the tram that's coming is going to be what's on that post. And we're often told, or people should use the app. People should just use the app. And um, that's not actually possible for everybody because I certainly know people who, who are not able to use a smartphone. So what do people do in that situation? Well, um, I'm going to actually take, I'm going to actually run with this accessibility a little bit more. When a person is identified as being part of the deaf and hard of hearing community, and there's an announcement made yeah. to say that trams are not going to be running, how does the Auditor General factor this in to accessibility to come up with a figure? Yeah, I don't believe that was part of it. I think it was more about the, the stop and rolling stocks. I'm, I probably can't comment on what the Auditor General would say about that. I might be proven wrong. Someone may have seen it in the report. 
Look, I'm um, quite I'm quite happy with that particular answer <laughs> because accessibility is one. It has to do with the level of safety. It has to do with the readability factor. It yep. has to do with being a level platform. It has to do with how people can actually move into the tram to sit down and make sure that they are actually safe. People, I would think, have to be able to hear it and they have to be able to access information for it to have any accessibility. And furthermore, none of the posters I have ever seen from public transport have got an image description or a QR code which people can access. So, mm. so if public transport is suggesting that I can use a smartphone to access that information, well, if there's no QR code to access an image description, for example, I can't very well find out what's on it anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, we had um, someone at one of our forums tell a story about using the tram and um, there was an announcement to say that everybody had to get off the tram because there was an accident further down the, the track and she could see everybody was getting off the tram, but she didn't understand why and no one would explain to her. So she found herself getting off the tram, but then not knowing what was happening. And um, yeah, this is, it's a very real and kind of frightening experience. I think when everyone around you seems to know, like, what did, is there something, is there a danger that's happening and I have to get out the way or, or what's going on? And well, I, yeah. I've actually, actually got a story about this and then we'll get Finn to come in. The story is, that I was actually on a tram where there was an announcement about an accident further ahead. I was with Heidi Everett, who won the Access Inclusion Award at Melbourne Fringe for directing Qualia. Heidi does know Auslan. She stayed on the tram uh, signing people to let people know that what was actually happening in case somebody was part of the deaf and hard of hearing community. Big congratulations to Heidi for fabulous. that one. That's fabulous. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if this is the point to say this, but I know there is some technology for that's being kind of tested at the moment, which actually has screens where people will put in their question or I'm not sure how it works, but they will get the answer in Auslan through an image on the screen. So I, that's new to me, but I think it's something we need to keep an eye on and, and say if it's something that will work for people who are hard of hearing, we need to see it. Yes, technology is definitely going to be going to be crucial for people with disabilities in the future. We'll be back in a moment with more from Kerry Cassidy, Executive Officer from Disability Resources Centre. Looking for an easy way to keep up with your annual 3CR subscription? You can now set up an annual debit from your bank account or credit card, and once a year your payment will be automatically deducted. You can cancel at any time and you'll get a reminder each year before payment. Be a constant supporter of Melbourne's precious independent community radio station and set up a recurring payment today. Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe
is Love of Stars, where Love will give reviews of movies or TV shows on or at the cinemas or streaming on your digital devices. Hi, this is Murdoch and Loz, panellists on The Boldness, and this is Loz of Stars. Hi Loz, what movie are you reviewing today? Ride Like a Girl. Who are the stars in this film? Teresa Palmer as Michelle Payne, Sam Neill as Paddy Payne, and Stevie Payne as himself. Who is the film directed by? Rachel Griffiths. What's this film about, Loz? This is the true story of Michelle Payne, the first female jockey to win the Melbourne Cup. It's about her life story and her dreams. It shows her early family life with her trainer, father and nine brothers and sisters, most of them involved in the racing industry. One of her sisters is killed in a race fall and Michelle herself has a near fatal fall. The film highlights a close connection with her younger brother Stevie who has Down syndrome. Michelle has a lot of trouble early in her career getting rides with persistence and talent becomes an excellent jockey. It's a entertaining and inspirational film. And the part played by Stevie Payne as himself is a highlight. And of course, the high point of this film is her riding 100 to 1 winner, Prince of Penzance in the 2015 Melbourne Cup. So Loz, would you recommend this film? Yes, I really enjoyed it. A good Australian movie. I give it 8 out of 10 stars. Thanks, Loz, and thank you for listening to Loz's Stars. And we're back with On the Boldness with Finn and Raphael tonight talking tonight talking public transport with Kerry Cassidy, Executive Officer from Disability Resources Centre. Kerry, um, what what I've been uh, listening to some some uh, I've been uh, looking at some forums uh, from uh, residents groups in areas where uh, there there is public transport inaccessibility and uh, it seems that uh, residents I guess who who don't have disabilities or don't uh, don't have access or don't come from um, the disability community can't really understand the need for um, disability. Can't really understand the need for disability access. How do we convince those people? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, you know, we we've spoken to a lot of people over the last three years about their experiences in using public transport, and and often, unless someone explains it from their own point of view you don't know because you don't notice. And um, But what we have been, I guess, hearing is if you don't have a way to get to places, it might be education, it might be work, it might be social life, it might be civic life. Um, not having public transport means you're not able to participate like everybody else. And that's discrimination. Um, the other side of it is when people are not in those spaces, we all miss out. We don't have a diverse society if people are stuck at home because the tram that run past, runs past their house will never be a low floor tram. Um, 
So we need to kind of look at it from that side as well. It's not just about the lives of people with disabilities. It's about our whole society as well. We need everybody involved in it. Um, you know, as someone said on our social media today, you know, these things to make the whole system um, accessible for people with disabilities, it's going to cost millions of dollars and, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. But the fact is, disability activists have been making a noise about inaccessible public transport for decades. DRC, Disability Resources Centre, have been talking about these issues since the 1980s. And in 2002, um, we have, under the Disability Discrimination Act, we have what's called the Dis Disability Standards for Accessible Public Transport. They were put in in 2002. So we're nearly 20 years into this. And um, there's meant to have been standards where public transport was meant to be improving incrementally over this time. And the Vega report, what we were talking about before in relation to trams has said, there's just no way Victorian, Victorians are gonna meet those targets. So why is it important? Why do we need to have the, the, um, this act in the Disability Discrimination Act? Why do we need to have the disability standard? Because we need to make sure that we're always moving forward to making accessibility the ultimate, the optimal level. If we don't, we're treating people as not equal. So, will 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 there ever? Do you think we'll ever get to a point where where the network is fully accessible? The standards say that our our public transport network across Australia should be fully accessible by the year 2032. So that's you know we're talking about 11 years away. That's a lot of work to do. And um, will we make it? Well, I think we have to, as citizens, call our governments to account and say, unless you're investing in this, unless you've got a plan to meet the standards, we're not going to make it. You can, you can put funding into a, 100 new trams and that's great, but it needs to be part of a bigger um, plan to see this happen. Um, Vago in their report said at the current rate, we're not going to see a fully accessible tram system for another 44 years. And I don't know about you, but I'm probably not likely to be around then. And the people who've been campaigning for accessible trams in particular are not likely to be around then either. And I think that's the saddest thing. But um, if we can make a change and make a loud noise now, make the government take it seriously and make a commitment to fulfilling the standards for accessible public transport. There may be emerging generations will never know what it's like not to have accessible public transport. And I think now, that will happen. Now, Let's Kerry, which, who are the ministers that people should contact to let them know about accessibility? People can join our campaign to make the Victorian public transport system fully accessible by um, going to our website, which is drc.org.au. We want as many people as possible to sign our petition. Um, it's In particular, it's about trams and about um, the government making a commitment to putting in 
more accessible stock. Um, so we have a petition. We also have set up some templates for you to write to those three ministers, um, Ben Carroll, Minister for Transport, Luke Donnell, and Minister for Disability, and the Minister for um, Planning. And all you need to do is, is put your email address in and it will automatically send a message. Um, the other thing is for people who want to be involved, join our campaign. You can click on a link and then you can be updated about some things that we've got coming up in in the near future we'd love as many people as possible to be involved what are some of those things Kerry well I'm not going to tell you all the details I'm going to leave that as a bit of a mystery right now but if you want to know the best way to find out is to join our campaign click on that button on our website or if you um don't have access to a computer you can actually even call us our number is nine six seven one three thousand and then and ask for ali can we can we can we tease that uh you've got, got a bit of a you've got a bit of a day of you've got a bit of a day of action that you want people to get involved in that's a day right. of reckoning a day of reckoning Ah, yes, 25th of February, 25th of February, which is only two weeks away. And the details of that will be coming. But we're, we're busy planning for that. And people can go to that. If, if they can't make it on the day, there's also an opportunity to attend virtually, I see. That's right. So we'll be live streaming on that day at about midday through our Facebook group. So if you search um, Disability Resources Centre or DRC Advocacy is, I think, the handle for our um, Facebook. And stand by and you'll see what we're up to um, at midday on the 25th. But please register with us first through the website. And mask up too. Yes. So, of course, we'll um, be doing this within the COVID guidelines and hopefully we don't have a disruption, you know, to that plan because of COVID, um, but we'll make sure that we have some um, masks on hand, some water if it's a hot day. Um, we'll be doing our best. Thank you very much, Carrie. Would you like to give us the contact details for the Disability Resources one more time, just as we wrap up? Okay. Our website is drc.org.au. Click on Transport for All campaign and join our campaign. Or you can call us on 9671-3000. Alternatively, you can email, and that's email ally, A-L-L-Y, at drc.org.au. And if you missed those details, we'll put them up as part of our podcast. Well, thank you very much. We have been talking with... Kerry Cassidy, Executive Officer from the Disability Resources Centre about public transport accessibility, especially to do with trams. Thank you very much to um, Kerry. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you very much to Finn. Thank now, you. just before we go, the boldness will be back on the 18th of March. Keep subscribing to 3CR, make sure you nominate the boldness as a story, as a 
show that you would like to support the 3CR's part of the subscriber drive. We'll put the details up on the podcast link. We're back on the 18th of March. We're going out with a song called Another Day by Heidi Everett, the person that did the signing to let people from the deaf and hard of hearing communities know that there was a problem. Well done. And make sure you listen to lots of stars about the movie reviews. Thank you very much. Keep listening to Complete It by Lovely. If you don't think the revolution has started, you're listening to the wrong station. Goodbye.
councils around the country will put on (laughs) disability day events and quite a few of them will not include people of colour, First Nations people and black people. So I think it's pretty cool that everyone you'll hear on air today will be a person of colour and the majority of them will be people with disabilities as well. I think when we were preparing for this show and for this day, we wanted to talk about how we could explain the concept of power from the margins and why it is that we've chosen to focus on black people, indigenous people and people of colour. And I think in, a, in one word, it's intersectionality. It's the fact that people experience forms of oppression, different forms of oppression at the same time. And most people don't realise that you can't have racial justice without disability justice and vice versa. We need to keep Radical Voices on air. Subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377.